Welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts Chris Noble and Bill Perotzman. In today's episode, we're talking about selecting music to mirror and support your consciousness. We deconstruct a personal experience of anger to show how music was the catalyst for and gateway to the positive power in that emotion, an alchemy that anyone with intention can learn and practice with music you love. We also discuss the subtleties of atmospheric or ambient music, the power of long, low tones, and some of the tools you can find on the internet to unlock your personal response to frequencies. Along the way, we name names. Music is personal, and a specific music may work in completely different ways on any two of us. The journey through anger is a beautiful one, and you're invited along for the ride. We'll be talking about all that and much, much more, as always in these open conversations, here on Discussions of Music, Healing, and Consciousness. So, three, two, one. Action Jackson. Action Jackson, yeah. <laughs> Dang, do you remember him? Uh, you know Action what? Jackson? It, it was because it was referenced in a comedy show that I watch. So, it's you know, it's one of those like references that has lived on through other shows referencing it. But yes, I just think yeah. it's a, a fun name. <laughs> Do they still have uh, Mr. Bill on Saturday Night Live? Uh, again, Remember I him? know more about him only because of Steve Carell in right. The Office right. references him. Yeah. So again, yes and no. <laughs> one of my customers gave me you know, one, the little wire guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, I've been Mr. Bill to them forever. <laughs> Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So today, uh, today, what do you want to talk about it today. So uh, we've we've talked about like levels of consciousness in music, but it might be helpful, I think, to talk about like genres or specific songs, or just sort of like pull out examples to link things specifically together. So uh, you know, when we talk about levels of consciousness, anger, fear, rage, uh, enlightenment, peace, courage, love. Uh, it can sort of help tie that together with music that we hear all the time mm. and figure out from that, whether you're listening to something that is aligned with your level of consciousness, different than your level of consciousness, maybe inviting you to a different level of consciousness. And that could be non-judgmentally. It could be what we like to think of as good, or it could be what we like to think of as bad. Cause you know, there are times we need to invite ourselves to anger Absolutely. Uh, about things. And in times we need to invite ourselves to love, obviously, and, and joy. So um, how about that? We talk about that and, and pull up some examples. We can name them. We don't have to play them, but we can name them and just see how it goes. I mean, I, I love that. Interesting I mean, idea. I think it's a, the first thing that really popped into my head when you were saying that, Bill, is that, you know, recently I, I needed to feel anger for something that was going on in my life because when you can feel anger with temperance and with um, a perspective, a higher perception, which is when you're on your spiritual journey. That's typically one of the main, I find one of the main benefits or one of the main kind of things is that you get perspective when you're in an emotion, you can still kind of have that bird's eye view of the emotion while you're in it. And with anger, I needed to feel it because then it gave me energy to express my truth in these different situations. And that ultimately was a really important thing. I needed that. So anger was an important emotion we don't want to negate any of the emotions. And I think sometimes, obviously, when we want to feel love and feel all those, okay, great, let's listen to music that feels that way, that makes you feel that way. But 
Um, yeah, I went through some old uh, music that I used to listen to in high school over the weekend, and it really helped express that anger for me. And I think there's maybe there's a couple of thoughts. Okay, a couple of thoughts that I was having, which is there's certain music that is at a level of consciousness. Let's say with, it's at a vibration where it's been created with a level of awareness, or it's been created with a level of love or higher vibrational emotions. So can we kind of say like healing music? Sure. Just regard whatever that means to you, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be ambient, it could be whatever, but healing music. Yeah. And it's maybe like, I've been listening to some like, yeah, like healing music with like really empowering lyrics and the frequencies are all really high vibrational and all these kind of things. Yeah, that's great. But I experienced a lot of benefits this last week in listening to maybe slightly lower levels of consciousness music but the, the, but they really helped me express my anger, and so I think there's a quite there's like two there's sort of two things this is what what is the level of consciousness behind the music, and then what do you need from a level of consciousness with that music, and not all the time is the healing music what you need in that situation. If that does that make any sense? No, it, it does, a, and okay. and it also makes sense to me because um, you know obviously lyrics can be pretty literal. And you can get the lyrics in one way, and sometimes they're metaphorical, and there's a meaning behind them. But obviously, if you just heard music without lyrics, it might have two different kinds of effects on two different kinds of people, just based on where they are, for no reason other than we're different. You know, we're all mm. different like that. But so, can do you want to name some names? I and mean, what what did you listen to that sort of helped you un- unpack your anger in a help a useful way? Yeah. Um, so I was listening to, what was I listening to over the weekend? Um, one of the bands I loved in high school is Muse, um, really pretty heavy rock three piece band. Okay. Um, that had that aggression, had that, yeah, uh, that real drive and really like some really heavy distorted guitar and bass and like just smashing on the love drum that. kit. Yeah. Love that too. Um, funny enough, lyrically, a lot of the songs are actually about <laughs> extraterrestrials, aliens, and conspiracies, and kind of like pretty higher con- conceptual things. So I, I was kind of noticing that. I thought that was interesting, but I was really more or less listening to it for the aggression that it brought out. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. And then um, I was feeling very teenage angsty, and I needed to hear a band called My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Uh, and their some of their hits, uh, like the Black Parade and Ghost of You, and these songs that just have, you know, yeah, they're like it's emo, yeah, it's very you know over the top. And I'm like, I want over the top right now. I really wanted my over dramatic emotional teenager to just come out. So that was a a, a great a, two two really like sort of heavier rock bands that I really enjoyed getting that aggression out. Um, yeah. That yeah. works for me. Uh, indie rock is great for that. Like, if I can't get to Metallica or anything else, mm. um, my favorite go-to for a while was a band called Stolen Babies. Mm. And you know, we great all have name. our favorite. You know, like this little tiny corner of the world where all these amazing rock bands hang out. Nobody wants to be publicized. Nobody, you know, it's all like underground, and your cachet is how how unknown you can be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that music, so I, I resonate with that. Uh, because it's such an incredible um, visceral, like I hear it in my gut. If that does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not head music, although you, you get it there too. But I, you know, it makes my internal organs jump around. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I think um, another thing for people to consider too is is the um, 
and I know you work with this a lot, Bill, is like, what is your affiliation with those songs and that music? Like what, sure, what's, yeah. the, what's the nostalgia? What's the, um, like, you know, for me, because there is so much nostalgia and I was feeling a lot of the teenager emotions this weekend, that's why I needed that. And it, and it had extra umph to it. Cause I was like, yeah, I need this. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I so get that, you know? Right? And, and of course, adolescence is where we sort of form our musical palette. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to stolen babies until I was maybe in my fifties. Mm-hmm. It was it was later in life. Uh, Metallica was earlier, of course, in life. But right. um, I, I love how it gets in there, and we go back to it. You know, well, my, and, and, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying my teenage angsty music is all classical, which is what I was doing at the time. So <laughs> I love that. I mean, there's some like I some of Vivaldi, like in the Four Seasons, some of the uh, the winter and fall. Yeah, uh, pieces can get really dark and really like, gritty, and you're like, oh, it's really, really. Can good. you imagine like Vivaldi coming up with that, and all of his sort of straight laced Mozart happy people around at the time <laughs> hearing this, and they're going, whoa! I mean, that would have that would been earth shaking. Oh man, it still is. Like especially when Max Richter recomposed Vivaldi's four three four seasons. And and I love that album so much because yeah, that's it an incredible adds, album. We should post it in the show notes. Show notes it's somewhere. It's so good for those listening. I mean, just the four seasons in general is spectacular. But Max Richter really brought it into a modern era with his recomposition, yeah. and I just brilliantly, brilliantly, brilliantly put it together. It's incredible, and it is. It's it's just insane. I mean, it's still used quite a lot. I know the show Chef's Table has Vivaldi's music all over the theme and throughout yeah. the show, and it's just. It's timeless. It's really timeless. Timeless stuff. Interesting they'd choose, well, I don't know if they chose the same one, but um, the, the music that we're talking about, this anger music, I've been paying attention in movies to see what you know, music they use, whether they go out and grab something from the known music or whether they have it composed to support emotions. And I haven't found any recognizable anger music recently in movies. It seems mm-hmm. like it's all composed for the purpose rather than bringing in some known association, right? Mm. And so I'm curious, um, you know, where it went from there with you once you got, once you connected with the teenage, teenage angst, anger, what happened next, right? It's a good question. So then the, the journey went from the anger, I got to express the anger, and then, it, and then I wanted more heartfelt, like, compassion and also expansion. So then I listened to... Um, because like the anger is good, but I didn't want to feel all, like it all the time. I, I was like, I, yeah. I was able to, I was, I got it out. I, I was able to work through it, through that. Music. You moved it, right? It- I moved it. And that's what, uh, you know, energy or emotion, emotion, energy in motion. That's, that's what I was just telling some of my friends too. When you're experiencing, um, emotions of any kind that you want to, let's say, get rid of, and you don't want to get rid of emotions, but you want to work through them and have them pass through you. So now after yeah. I'd felt it pass through me. I, I really wanted them to feel, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get back into some compassion and feeling in my heart space. And, uh, but I was still in this nostalgia mode of high school. So I, I put on a band called Switchfoot and um, they're actually <laughs> from right here, man. San Diego. I know, I know. Love surf I, band. And I love, I really loved them in high school and actually only recently or not recently, but it was like later on in high school, I found out they're technically like Christian rock. Yeah, kind of. exactly. Um, I didn't know that either. I didn't either because their lyrics are uh, in my, and I like that about them is the lyrics aren't like overtly Christian or anything like that. They're just yeah. very, um, 
and even looking back, like yesterday when I was listening to them, I'm like, wow, this is really empowering and really uplifting. And, you know, songs like we're, you know, we were meant to live for so much more or, you know, like, um, yeah, like just so many, yeah, like I dare you to move and, and like, I, like all these very empowering, gorgeous lyrics and melodies. And, and they were a good example of like me- melodically and lyrically, I felt like they were both together putting out a message of hope, a message of uh, unity and love. And sometimes you don't have that, like, you know, uh, we were talking before we started recording about the genres like country, right. Or blues where, Oh yeah. Where it's, it's more than one emotion at the same time. It kind of contrasts. It's, it's, it's almost like some cool polarity where it's like country is really happy, go lucky melodically. But then the lyrics you listen to, you're like, Oh my God, this is so depressing. Yeah. Um, And that's fine. It's not a bad or a good thing, but it just is. We're so, so switch foot. Um, let's call it, yeah, like kind of uplifting euphoric rock based indie rock or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I basically was just on a rampage of listening to two of their, two of my favorite albums of theirs. Um, and that's, that's what got me through into a really great, beautiful heart space. But yeah, that was so, that journey. So do you think it'd been different if you'd just immediately put on Switchfoot and not gone through Muse first? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a really good question to ask. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. It, it needed to go through that journey to open up um, the space. You know, I, I, I learned, I've been learning through my, my new recent uh, wonderful romance and relationship, how much um, it, it was important for me to have gone through all the work previously to meeting her to open up my ability to even feel the love to even feel those things, you know, like it's so important to, to create space for new things, new emotions, new sensations. And if we just try to keep adding it on, adding it on, but without dealing with the previous things, then there's nothing to add in. There's no room. You have no space. So yeah. I needed that uh, aggression from my comical romance and muse and um, all that stuff to then lead into this, you know, switch foot. And I think I was listening to the fray as well. And a bit of their like, you know, piano rock melodies and stuff and uh, needed it. And then that's what allowed me the space to then feel. And my God, did I feel a lot when I started listening to them and I was getting really emotional and in a beautiful way. And it was, my God, the music is powerful. (laughs) Right. I, I love giving myself to music that way. Um, I'll, I'll start with your anger one because there was a time a month or so ago um, where I was pissed, man. Something mm-hmm. had triggered me and I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. And the best way I know to do that these days is just to blast Metallica. <laughs> yes. Not under the headphones. I needed the room sound, right? Mm. And so I did that and I pissed off everybody else in the house. <laughs> it only took about 10, 20 seconds. But in that 20 seconds, I was done. You know, I had the release of all that anger back to a place, you know, where I could, it, I digested it fully and I was ready for the next thing. And of course I'm running out, what the hell, you know, it's like, turn that. so I did <clears throat> and I was fine. Now um, the sad thing about that is I hadn't a soundproof room to do it all in. Right. And, and there was some, you know, there was some collateral damage along the way, which I've learned. I have to be careful, you know, when I'm doing that, it's not in the car or something, you know, so I, I have to be careful I don't affect other people as well. But um, it really worked, man. And I was ready for whatever the next, I forget what the next thing was right now because the release from that was so beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, because it creates it creates that space, right? And it's Completely. That, it's that, uh, it's like a deep clean, you know, sometimes you need that aggressive 
distorted guitar or man, and it was instant. Mm. I mean, it was instant. Like twenty, I only got you know a few seconds before everything came down, falling down around my shoulder. <laughs> but you know, it was it was instant and it was gone. Mm. And and I I had the residual. Okay, I have the power of this. I can use this power right now. Uh, but instead of hurting things, breaking people, or breaking things, hurting people, which one is it? Uh, you know, I, I was able to turn that power, that energy around hmm. uh, for something else. And, you know, uh, the thing that is interesting as you were telling your story, remember we were talking about the Hawkins levels and uh, how courage is sort of the central place there. Mm -hmm. And you were in this place where you intentionally took a dive into the anger and that just empowered your courage because that move itself is a courageous move. Instead of being angry, you were angry. That's terrible use of English language, but I can't really find it. You, know, you allowed it to be with you. Instead of you being it, it was with you, and then it left. But it left you with this with power. So there's a courageous move you know, to do that rather than going right to switch foot, which is sort of a wimpy move in my mm. book. Mm. You know? I, I think... You know, guys were told, face it, you know, stand up for yourself, face the whole thing, you know, and, and it's not just guys, anybody could do this. But I think it's so incredibly powerful that you chose to listen to angry music there to, to you know, take the edge off of what is otherwise amazing energy. And then, dude, you use that energy for love. Hello, people. Let's, <laughs> let's get down to this. So anger and love chemically are pretty much the same thing. They tell mm -hmm. us, neuroscientists tell us. So, the, and there it is in black and white in your own life. Um, you did it. You found you. the energy in love. That's a great, that's a really, really awesome way of tying that all together. Cause I hadn't consciously thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. You know, it, I think that's another thing is that we, we don't have to get so scared about all these other quote unquote. Quote unquote negative emotions. I, I find a big thing. I, I mean, I'm pretty embedded now in the spiritual community, you know, the yoga, yogi community, yeah. um, these communities of, you know, people that are all on their spiritual journey. And what that really means is like they're, they're on a path of awakening. They're, they're just trying to find who they are and what, what on earth reality really is and how can we healthfully navigate it. That's really all spiritual journey is, I think, in a general sense. But these communities sometimes, or actually frequently, can be very judgmental when you experience these quote-unquote negative emotions like anger, like jealousy. Like yeah, you can rage. get tossed out. Well, we're not Absolutely. angry around here, Bill. Off you go. Goodbye. Well, how many times have you heard like good vibes only, man, good vibes only? And I'm like, no. well, how about all the vibes? Because we're multifaceted humans and we do experience these things. And if we shame ourselves for experiencing this anger, for example – well, what the heck's that really doing? You know, Seriously. that's, not, that's yeah. not helping you or anybody because then you can't move through it. You can't process it. It's only going to stay stagnant in your body. Yeah, you've just pulled it closer by shaving yourself. Yeah, and you've added in more negative emotions, and, and you've thrown in shame. shame. Yeah, then you've got that. <laughs> now you've got to find music for shame and anger. Yeah, now you just added more work to your workload, right? So instead, it's like just honor. How you feel, and that's really what it, that's been a big journey for me recently is just to be really, really okay with everything, all yeah, of the yeah. emotions, all and that they're all fun, they're all okay. You know, we need the we need the darkness, we need the shadow. You know, to have the uh, concept of light and the concept of positivity. You know, you need the polarities. They're they're there for a reason. They're yeah, and it's and it's not a binary reason, right? 
because mm-hmm. we can feel like emotions. You can feel more than two things at once. I don't know how many things you can feel at once. I mean, a lot, you, a lot, right? <laughs> so we have this capability in our in our systems to experience all the feels sometimes simultaneously. Mm. You're laughing and crying at the same time. You know, oh my god, that was my weekend. <laughs> anger and love, right? It's like that. And and so why not? And and I suspect that a lot of the um, Gosh, I hate to use a judgmental word, but I'm going to say a lot of the fear that we have of, of negative emotions is because we don't understand them. Yes. We're ignorant of, of so much of this. We've decided that, no, we're all happy people and we don't, we don't experience sadness or fear or anger. Or I'm, I'm a failure in a spiritual sense if I do experience or, that. Yes, I'm a failure. If I do. So we introduce the judgment, but you know, emotions are just like guardrails. They're just you know, keeping us in the lane. And if you see them for what they are, chemical responses in the body... Instead of allowing it to spin to the next thing, is oh my, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of being afraid, you know, or anxiety, a fear of the future. And, and so if you keep it at the level of just basic experience, I'm angry right now, um, that's so much easier to deal with. And, and it doesn't require judgment. You just go, okay, accept anger. Yeah, I'm pissed off. And now I'm not. And, and, you know, allow them like a pinball machine or something to just ring the bells, but it's all moving in the same direction. And they all carry information, you know, the oh, anger, dude, yeah. the anger for me was like, well, why am I angry? And I got to go into that and, and I realized all these really important things I needed to know and I needed to come to terms with. They really helped with my, with my business and my career things going on. And, and the positive out, uh, outcome was so great even though the feelings were like, oh my God, I'm so pissed. This is really triggering the crap out of me right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm reliving so many old things in my past that didn't work out for the, these reasons and all that stuff. But the difference then was, is that I really was like, I have to speak my truth. I have to speak my truth. I have to, you know, be like, I have to stick up for myself, like you were mentioning. And yeah. the anger but also then balance with, you know, again, when you have that higher perception to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to communicate with these people while I'm in the midst of that anger because that will not help anybody. A good choice. Yes. A very good choice. <laughs> so you got to still use your discernment, but the anger allowed the thoughts to then settle and I could realize why I was angry. I, I needed, I realized what I needed to do in this particular situation. And then I realized, um, how important it was that I felt the anger because if the anger wasn't there, I wouldn't have had any of these realizations to the situation that now is, is beautiful because of, of the anger. So thank you, anger. Thank you, negative emotions, because they're just as, um, if not even sometimes more illuminating to parts of ourselves and because they're so loud and they're so oh, yeah. unavoidable. <laughs> but if you take it in your music lab, um, it, you're, everything's under control there. You know, you're not, you're not actually doing anything except just putting on the headphones or whatever, or listening and being with it. And all of that, all of the rest of it unfolds. You get the mental awareness. It's like, oh yeah, I understand now. And of course the emotional thing comes in and it feels really full and then it goes. And the, um, and the physical, man, I get tense. You know, all that anger stuff that just mm-hmm. makes me, you know, feel the tension, raises my blood pressure and heart rate and, you know, makes me breathe heavy and stuff like that. And, um, but the beautiful thing is the spiritual awareness, right? And it's all contained in that same process, um, provide whatever your practice is. I mean, if you practice meditation, great, if it's music, whatever the practice is, but in the music lab, we know music works all four ways. So that whole thing just comes as part of it. And even the spiritual aspects of angry music 
are there to lift us up. I chose Stolen Babies on purpose because it's the most spiritual band I think I've ever met. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And their expression of what they do is, is the style of their music. But there's a spiritual intention behind all of it. And I feel like that's probably true, even for Metallica, you know, whatever, pick a, pick a band. Um, it's hard to be in, this, in music without having some otherness, you know, about it. Mm. But when it's conscious and intentional, so yeah, all of that's happening in the music. And it's just such a wonderful place to be. I mean, anger management, Jesus, people. I mean, sorry, hello, if I've offended anyone. <laughs> but anger management? What? What about anger acceptance? Yeah. Just yeah. in a way that that doesn't, you know, that doesn't hurt other people while you're processing it. Whatever that practice is, whatever that process practice. And I love music. Of course, you love music too. And it, and your your tale of the weekend is exactly that kind of tale. Of like, here's one more way that music, you know, probably kicked you up a few notches in your dealings with the exterior world. Big time. And on another note too, it's like we were talking about Max Richter and Vivaldi and <laughs> his music, especially Max Richter, his own compositions. Um, I have found really amazing. And even recently I've, there's been moments where I've felt um, profound sadness. And in that moment, I'm like, I want to feel the full sadness right now. And I'm in a good place. I was, I was alone. I was able to be like, okay, I can, I can really like let this out. I should let this out because that's what it needs to be. That's what it needs to do. Like these emotions, none of them want to be stuck in our bodies, you yeah. know? And so I put on uh, Max Richter's Blue Notebook album and uh, that's, oh man, most of the songs on that are just steeped in heavy emotion and it's just gorgeous. But I mean, for me, it's extremely melancholy and, and quite evocative and, and, for, and, and definitely there's a sadness to it, but I love it. I love, love, love it. And um, in any way, so a couple of songs in particular, The Nature of Daylight, one of them is a, is a classic. A lot of movies have used that song. Um, but anyway, put that on and just just released, just felt everything I needed to feel. And once again, after after embracing these lower vibrational emotions like sadness, I felt fantastic. And again, I had uh, epiphanies and realizations that came from the sadness and I was like, thank you, Sadness. Thank you so much for giving me this information. Thank you, Anger. Thank you for giving me all this confidence and all this, like, you know, energy that I can speak my truth with and, and have all these realizations. Like, our emotions are so important, all of them. And it's just a matter of now, like, getting to a point where we can listen to them. And music is such a great, um, almost like a container um, to, like, a sonic container for your emotions. And you just get to sort of, I yeah. think of it as the alchemists. Um, what do they call those things? The the, the like a cauldron or the, yeah, like a cauldron. Um, it was something that they would melt coal in. You know, I try to turn it to gold, but I think of it like that. Mm. Like I'm dropping in um, all these emotions into the music cauldron. Yeah, like making a they, potion. <laughs> yeah, and they come out transformed. You know, I love that. Yeah, it is a form of alchemy because alchemy is just transformation essentially, and. Um, that's, that's what happens when you go through these emotions is you transform yourself each time. If you're conscious about it, if you're literally aware of it happening. And I think, okay, that's the so yeah, thing. let's, let's talk about that because, mm -hmm. um, my big advocacy, uh, project is helping people be more intentional about the music. 
and I know we've talked about this before, a different level of awareness when you're at a concert versus listening to background music. So talk for just a minute about your experience here of how did, how did you bring your intention and awareness to the table in a way that would be different than just listening to the same songs at some other time? Yeah. So, and I've learned a lot of actually like through you, Bill, and how we talk about this. Cause I know this is what you do with your clients and it's brilliant. Cause now I'm more consciously aware. Like I was a little, I was definitely a consciously aware of music and how it affected me. And I used it as a tool, but not to the extent since we met and we connected. So now that I've got that um, more, yeah, like it's like, it's a really like a tool. So for example, the weekend I was feeling very angry. So I consciously looked at the situation and went, okay, um, this anger is clearly here for a very important reason. I'm already starting to understand why it's here, but I need to feel the fullest extent of it. And I'm sure there's many other things I could do to get that feeling, but I know me and I know music is like, emotionally you we all know like try watching a movie scene without the score behind it and the emotion just isn't there nearly to the same extent so music is like probably the quickest most visceral way to feel emotion and so let's use that as as the tool and so that's what i i went into it consciously being like i need to feel this anger what music can i pair with this emotion to allow me to fully feel it so i can fully express it rather than um, I want to listen to music to sh to shift and change out of this. I'll just listen to happy music, even though I'm really angry. I'm like, no, 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 that's not going to work. I I need I need to feel the anger. So the conscious decision was, I want to feel what I'm feeling to its fullest extent. So I'll pair particular music with that to fully feel that. I think that's that was yeah, yeah, the intention. Yeah. So you're just sitting there with the headphones making it happen? or uh, So I played it through speakers, much like yourself with the Metallica situation. Yeah. Like I need to feel it in my body. So I was blasting it uh, through my speakers and just feeling it. Sometimes for me, I'll actually get on the piano and play to that music mm -hmm. so I can sing. So like singing the same, like singing the lyrics, singing the songs for me brings me to a whole other level. And like, I can feel it in my, comes from my chest and then it comes up to my throat and I'm like, oh, I, I can feel it like moving through my body more when I sing and play. But for those listening, I mean, yeah, even just listening through speakers or through headphones, like whatever you got to do or go for a walk outside and put the headphones on and walk around the block and have that movement, that physical movement with the music blasting in your ears. I that, love that you were singing yeah. along. I've done that too, like spontaneously in the car when nobody can hear, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I love that you're singing along. Okay, so sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, no, no. So actually on the singing along side, I, I took that to a next level where I, I knew um, I had a 15-minute drive from um, my... Uh, my girlfriend's um, apartment downtown. So I had a 15 minute drive back from her place to my place. And again, I was feeling a lot of these emotions at that time I was through the anger and now I wanted to feel, um, I wanted to feel something more connected. I wanted to feel something, not necessarily like pure love, but I wanted to feel something of that uplift. I wanted to yeah, yeah. get that feeling. So I put on Switchfoot in the car and just started blasting that, but I knew I was in the car so I could belt louder than I even feel comfortable doing in my own apartment. And again, for those listening, like we all like there's there's all these little opportunities we have to to really let loose. And we need to take advantage of those because it's actually really hard, especially if you've got a family you're living at home with and you've got noise complaint <laughs> issues. I've got neighbors. Guilty. That, you know, right. Well, same here, you know, and I don't live with people, but I basically do in an apartment building. And it's the same thing. If I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, I mean, the cops might get called. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, you got to pick your. um your environments carefully and make time and energy for that. You know, I have um, one day a week now where I go out on a Thursday 
to a beach that's uh, pretty much private beach and no one's usually ever there. And I just like, I'll do my polar dip, do some breath work, but I also, I always let out like massive screams and yells and just yeah. like, ah, just like viscerally letting it out. Cause we need to, it's so important. We don't, we keep so much stuff in um, because it's not appropriate or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like I get it. We have <laughs> realities we got to be aware of, but if you can find that time and space, even for a minute, for 20 seconds, like you did, yeah. you felt the difference that made. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. Exactly. That I, I like the, the full immersion idea, you know, cause you're going to get a benefit if it's in the background, but like what Chris is doing here, people is turning it up and making himself present in it. Yeah. And and that was what it was like for me too with Metallica. It's like I didn't have much time, but I was fully there. Like everything was, every other stimulus and and need was shut out for those few moments that I was able to grab some music, and it changed everything. That uh, the wonderful plastic nature of our brain is so amazing this way because I think if you start to practice that like that, then you'll naturally gravitate toward that and be able to quickly be in full presence with whatever the musical stimulus is that you need mm -hmm. to digest what's going on. And um, I, I, I be very careful here because I don't want to hurt any of the meditation people who are out there, but this process of being dynamically engaged in really powerful music has the same effect of clearing one's mind <laughs> you know, and sort of stopping everything that you get when you're in silence and meditation. And I can say that because I'm a terrible meditator, but when I tell people what it's like to play the piano, they say, oh, that sounds like meditation. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because it is totally. Because it is, right? It's a practice. It's a mindful practice or whatever. It's a holistic what are we going to call this stuff it's not just mind anymore <laughs> oh it's so tough you're right it's i mean it is our consciousness at the end of the day i mean what i love about music is it's meditation you know i i'm what meditation in a sense is focusing on one thing and being extremely present with that one thing and meditation you're focusing on your, on your breath typically yeah. and so that it shuts off your mind and that it, you can experience the sort of no thoughts well when i'm doing my best musical creations there's no thought happening yeah that's that's when you know you're in flow is when there's really no thought um so there's so many things that are meditative and one last thing too that i experienced with this conscious music like listening to music consciously with an intention um to feel a certain emotion i also put on some like really heavy trap and dubstep uh dance music and a couple weeks back and just cranked that and danced to it and felt so good oh my god just like a, a three minute little dance party i had in my living room needed it i don't forget what i was even specifically moving through it was not as intense as anger but it was um i don't actually really don't remember what i was moving through emotionally that's how well it worked yeah <laughs> but, exactly you know but the dance so dance is another thing like dancing that movement of your body and and really like allowing your body to quite literally shake through and shake out those those emotions through the music is another thing like we said singing with the music is great well so is so is dance and movement right yeah and uh, so on the other end of the scale then um there's 40 hertz so i'm working on this project and it turns out that so 40 hertz for people who don't know is is basically what is it e4 or e1 e2 it's so. it's a low yeah. e on the piano it's like yeah way down there it it's got to be e1 or two mm -hmm. but um 
it's also this amazing thing for mental um, regeneration, I guess, maybe. Basically, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I know this now, thanks to Chris. I know what 40 hertz is all about and how it works. And I'm choosing in this project to enter a 40 hertz zone, mm. like at an intentional moment that I only know, <laughs> you know, to, to offer this long, low note. And that's an entirely different kind of emotional journey, you know, where you're just in one place, like singing the ohm. It doesn't matter what pitch you choose, but that kind of a long, slow thing. When my uh, daughter was young, she played the trumpet and uh, we got to hear uh, Wynton Marsalis and, you know, in a concert and we got backstage and the whole family was there. Like he doesn't travel anywhere in LA, I guess, without his family. And they were all there and it was amazing. And I wish I had time. But um, my daughter said, so is there anything I should be concentrating on? He said, yes, long, low tones. And that's really hard to do on a brass instrument. I actually played a tuba, I suppose, but even tubas have low notes. But that relaxation that you have to feel where your jaws, your embouchure is just sort of relaxed to be able to get the lowest possible note and sustain that note for a long time. Um, I'm not a brass player, but I played woodwind. So I get some idea of how that works. Is, is the 40 hertz practice, to call it a thing, you know, the long, low note. And what you do in that place is this sort of, uh, there, uh, there's a focus to it, but it's, it's almost that meditation thing again, where you're just in this place of maintaining your breath at a low, steady rate and maintaining whatever you do with your mouth to make the sound happen, low, steady rate, and you're listening and the tone is, to make the tone clear and, and on pitch, all times hard. You know, mm -hmm. you could try just singing your lowest possible and probably have the same effect. But um, I, I, I know all of that, like intellectually, but I'm really curious what that's going to do. What, what emotion aligns with that? You know, like what, what physical state of which, of course, is not movement, but it's something there's an intentional physical state. It's not completely flopped on the floor, right? There's some, some mental thing. So I've gotten really curious about what those kinds of, um, ambient maybe sounds do with us and, and how to find the emotion that's in that, you know, ambience. Um, like I love ambient music cause it creates space. I think ambient music's really great. Oh, maybe at, that's the answer that it creates like ambience is more, this is just my, my interpretation of it, but I find with ambient music, it's so good for, it's almost like a, it's a really generic form because it creates so much space for anything like anger, mm. happiness, joy, whatever you really want. It can usually exist in that space of ambience because there's so little being told to us of how to feel and how to react. Whereas like, you know, I'm listening to my chemical romance. That's extremely specific. There's some definition there. <laughs> there's a lot of definition there. There's a lot, or even switch forward or, or, yeah. um, or cool play or, or Frank Sinatra or whatever. Like literally those are very specific kinds of music, right? A song in general is a pretty specific musical idea. Ambient music is, although it certainly can range in styles and sounds, the kind of beauty of ambient music is that it is really open to interpretation and therefore also very easy to kind of just have it on and then feel all the things you need to feel in that space. And it kind of creates like a much larger container to kind of hold all these different things. And then 
you know, you're talking about these low notes. Well, that, that reminds me of the drone effect, right? Mm -hmm. When you have like in, especially classical Indian music, but just in general with a lot of meditation music, certainly something I use a lot. If I want people to literally zone out and go out of their mind to, you know, out into um, other realms of consciousness or, or, you know, just to really relax them and, and start to have like allow them to go on their, their own journey drone yeah. a drone is great and for those listening really a, a, the the a drone is kind of similar to what bill is saying these these long drawn out low notes but it, it never changes it's not like a couple of different ones it's the same note the whole same time for like other, hours 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 per, perhaps yeah like however long it needs to be and there's other things happening in the mid and the high frequencies perhaps that change and evolve but this low low frequency is always the same and um, that I find is great for, yeah, kind of getting into a mesmerizing, almost like like a like <laughs> a sort of vortex kind of energy where you're you're you allow yourself to go elsewhere um, with your with your consciousness. And then the last thing of what you're saying that I thought was really interesting is also the 40 hertz specifically. The actual frequency of 40 hertz is its own thing. And we've talked about that in other episodes before, but um, that's a really low vibrational um, frequency, much like the reason why we feel so good at concerts, especially maybe at a dance concert with that heavy bass. Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who just love, I mean, a lot of people who just want bass. They just want that bass. Why? Because it's the whole body just vibrates. It's all about that bass, don't you know? It's all about the bass. <laughs> so it's because your whole body gets to feel it and it feels fantastic. And it, and it likely moves a lot of things because it's, well, it's vibrating and we're all in vibration with the quant with quantum mechanics and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's ambience is really interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because it's kind of cool. Like I'm, I hadn't thought about it that consciously, but I think it holds space for everything. I love the, um, the long, low note versus the kick drum mm. so with that kick drum you get the the energy of the strike and the reverb and you could be hitting a drum that is tuned to 40 hertz and have a completely different effect than if you were just listening to 40 hertz like i would probably not be very good at math on the dance floor Mm. which makes it, you know, guys, if you're listening to this, it's hard to dance, right? <laughs> Unless you're a natural, <laughs> it's hard to learn to dance. Mm. And it's because most of us have to think about it while we're getting this great musical effect that is not about thought, mm. <laughs> right? Ironically, The, mu the music of dance is, has nothing to do with having to think about how to make, you know, your feet move. But a uh, long, low tone, the same perhaps pitch is all about, the, the the mental right the intellectual oh my god and it, and it really affects our our brains like as we know through the study that the, these small studies that have been happening with 40 hertz and my own experiences still to this day like even a couple nights ago at this party i was talking about the 40 hertz stuff with the guy and he just um he really uh really also identified with um this 40 hertz music from the 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 side effect that i've been finding yeah not only does it help with your um mental and cognitive um, repair and improvement, but it also really seems to help people sleep. And, you know, funny, I love these quote unquote side effects that come out of these, 
these things with frequency. I mean, my God, what can't these, what, what can't sound do? I mean, I think it can literally do anything. And we're just finding with 40 Hertz that it's not only great for your brain, and especially if your brain's deteriorating with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, but also if you got insomnia, try, uh, try going on to, here's a fun experiment for those listening. So this is what yeah. I did is uh, you just go uh, type into Google or, or Ecosia, E-C-O-S-I-A, great search engine. Every time you use the search engine, you plant a tree. So it's really, really nice for our planet. But anyway, go into a search engine and you type in tone generator, online tone generator. And it's easy. You go on and then you just type in the frequency you want. So type in 40 hertz and then just just put it on and just, I don't know, play it for five minutes and see how you feel and experiment with that. Play it through some speakers so your whole body can feel it because that's really powerful and really nice. And I'd suggest setting an alarm on your phone first. Because <laughs> when I tried this for the first time, I was gone. <laughs> I could not get out of it, man. Yes, and I call. was listening to Chris's music. So um, it's what two hours? I think so. Yeah. It's long, and and you know, I was out, <laughs> and it felt so good later on. Like when I finally managed to drag myself back to consciousness, it's like, whoa, what just happened here? Oh, that was cool. <laughs> so set an alarm. <laughs> Otherwise, an alarm. Do not drive. I gotta be very clear too. Do not do yeah. any of this in the car while you're yeah. doing any form of exercise. You might faint or fall over. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, be, definitely. Yeah, be be mindful of that. Be but mindful. It's so funny. <laughs> but it's so good. So I'll put that in the notes. So online tone generator because literally, then you can play with these frequencies. Yep. Have fun with that. And you know, we talk about vibration here and high vibration, low vibration, and how high vibration is kind of what we're all after. And um, that's cool. But musically it's not the same thing. So vibration and music means something different. And when we're talking about tone generators and levels of Hertz and things like that, that is actually a musical use of the word vibration yeah. versus a consciousness kind of use of the word vibration. Um, and you know, just keep that in mind as you're thinking about this, because you, know, you can get tripped up by the terms if you're not in the right frame of reference. So use the same word, but be careful because it means different things to musicians like Chris and me than it does to uh, consciousness people. Yeah, really good point. And that's so true. Like the David Hawkins levels of consciousness map that, oh, yeah, a, yeah. Lot of, that a lot of people are, are familiar with. It, it has a number um, that says like this is the, the not the frequency, but it is this, the level of vibration. or the, Yeah, like an arbitrary assignment. Yeah, and it, and it has a number, and they're correlating it to the the emotion. But just keep in mind that that is not the frequency hertz that we use in actual music or a lot of other scientific. Well, anything in science, if they're talking about frequency, it's going to be measured in hertz. Yeah, and so when yeah. we're talking about forty hertz, that's what we're talking about—the actual frequency. Yeah, that tripped me up too when I first went down that that avenue. So it's a good good thing to let people know about. Yeah, I mean, it's consciousness is hard anyway because we don't really know what it is. So we talk <laughs> exactly. about talk around the outside of it, hoping that all of our metaphors will work in some crazy way. And and maybe you know there will be some correlation between consciousness and frequency at some point. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there will be. I mean, uh, the even here in Vancouver, there, at the University of British Columbia, there's um, a whole consciousness. Um, branch of the science uh, department that there's actually like they're going into the study of consciousness um, and finding all these different, you know, ways to measure it essentially as science does so well. 
And I love it because, yeah, I, like you said, I think we're, we're already in this new world of uh, understanding the things that we would call spirituality. Well, science is spirituality as well. Science, all it's trying to do is understand what is nature, what is reality. Well, that's all spirituality is doing too. Exactly. They're just right. doing it from the non-material side and science is the material side. So yeah. eventually, not too far from now, I think they're both going to fuse and we'll have better language for it. Seriously, the more they go down the road together, like the closer it gets. Oh, Science yeah. by observing what it can see and sometimes inferring what it can't. And spirituality through philosophy and, and the reasoning endeavors of the mind to be able to say, well, if this, then that, you get to a place where they look very much the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Identical. I mean, quantum mechanics, the, the first experiment they did, the double slit experiment, literally showed that the particle would either turn into a particle or a wave depending on if someone viewed it. Meaning that that whole, if you, you know, the-, the Meaning it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's your, your fault. No, it's your fault. <laughs> no, it's yours. <laughs> well, and, and meaning like these things we hear in the spiritual community, like, oh, you create your own reality. It's like, yeah, that's BS. It's like, well, actually, according to science, it's not because that double slit experiment shows that by, an, uh, by observing something, you literally change it into a physical particle or a wave, you know? So yeah, we do completely create our own conscious reality. And that's why going back to what we were really talking about in this episode, which is that, you know, all of the emotions are important. We're all here to experience. We're here to experience, period, end of story. Yeah. Whether yeah. we put on a label of it's a bad experience or a good experience, that's our prerogative. But yeah. the the whole point of us existing is to literally experience what it's like to be Bill, what it's like to be Chris, what it's like to be a leaf or a rock or a butterfly or whatever. It's all just to experience. So you just got to embrace all the things. And the, and the more we embrace it, the, the easier it becomes to move through it. It doesn't become so heavy and so difficult and so, you know, really traumatic and whatever. It's, it's actually quite beautiful. I enjoyed the sadness and the anger. <laughs> it was powerful. <laughs> I think it makes sense to just to restate the obvious perhaps, but so it's clear. That's not about really, you know, is this genre of music the right genre to use for X? Because that's individual. And I want to honor the individuality of all of us who love music in that way by saying, no, you don't have to use Metallica if you're angry, right? That would be, it'd be wrong of me to say that. It's, and in certain parts of the musical therapy world, it would be unethical. Mm -hmm. to tell you what music to use because you, the most powerful music is the music you love. It's going to be individual for all of us. And if your anger music happens to be, you know, Wagner or Metallica, whatever, it doesn't matter as long as you are clear on that for yourself. Right. And, um, you know, I've had people that I've tried to explain this to say things like, so what's your happy music? And the, and the woman said, well, amazing grace. I said, well, that's cool. What's what's your sad music? Amazing grace. <laughs> and, and, yeah. you know, at the time I was like, well, that's weird. But if that's the case, then cool. If the same music speaks to you in two different ways, who am I to say that's not right, right? Maybe that's an individual experience that is equally valid as me getting into Metallica, you know? And I, I, I can't judge that. There's just no way to judge that. But mm. there is an incredible way to accept that. And the acceptance of that builds community and does so much more that's so cool versus squaring off and having a crowd full of Metallica people and a crowd full of Wagner people and then both yeah. screaming at each other for not being right, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't got time for that. This is music. So whatever does it for you, right, is what does it for you. And, and 
just find that man and, and, and use it. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful free tool that we all have. And I think we, we need it, you know, like we're in these crazy confusing times and to just fall back into a place of like, I'm just going to honor, like the best thing we can do for all the craziness chaos happening on this planet is to look after ourselves is to really just put that extra time and effort into healing ourselves and to um, allowing ourselves to feel all the things we want. I have so many friends who are like, oh my God, like I just wish there was more I could do. I'm like, you you do you. That's the best yeah. thing you could possibly do. If we all raise our consciousness together, this entire planet will change overnight. All the crap that we want to change, it will. But we just need to change ourselves first. <laughs> and hey, you know, if you're listening and you want to, you're, you're going, how? Um, Chris and I are in the business and you can contact us through the information that's in the show notes. And there's so many people out there who are involved in doing this right now. Just everybody do that. If you want to know more, find us, find anybody that's, you know, looks like they're reliable because, Hey, this is music. It's free to everybody and, and it works. And it's really incredible when you, you put it to work. It's a great point. You know, reach out to Bill or myself, book a call with us. We'd love to talk to you about it and, or, Look on your own, for example, social media feed and see yeah. see what other people that you really, really resonate with, that you really enjoy what they're offering. It makes you feel like, okay, I'm understanding more of me now. Those people, reach out to those people. Book a yeah. call with them too. You know, it's not like, it's, it's what, it's, as Bill was saying, it's the... The music, it's not, who are we to tell you who's the right person for you to that to work with? You, you will know. And so you just got to go out there and, and start to, what's the term I've heard before? You are the sum of the five people you spend the most amount of time with, right? So get really conscious with who you want to uh, learn from and who you want to connect with and, and just kind of follow that. That's so well said. I can't think of anything more to add here. So, uh, <laughs> so then we'll finish it off. <laughs> let's finish it off. I mean, do we have any? Let's everybody sing Ohm. No, <laughs> everybody blast some metal. Yeah, blast the, blast your favorite music when, after listening to this. Throw on maybe one song that you just know you want to crank up and have a time, dance, sing, or just lie down and absorb it. Whatever you want to do, and uh, let us know how that feels. Yeah. Lean on your horn, man, if you're in traffic right now. <laughs> lean on your horn. Say, I got this. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> okay, we really better end this. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening in on our conversation and for taking time to show your appreciation with a like, share, or subscribe. Discussions of music, healing, and consciousness is a practice of spontaneity, and we welcome your comments, ideas, and questions. There are ways to connect with us in the show notes, so let us hear from you. Until next time, this is Bill Protzman along with Chris Noble wishing you great musical health. Samara Huchaya.